4: show for you today. We are so excited. So you know Jay Logan and I are always, Gail Davis, Jay Logan, we're always interviewing everyone else. Well, today we're pretty excited because we have two amazing young ladies, one hailing from Malaysia and the other one hailing from here, And they, but they're both studying here in New York. And so we're really excited because they're students and they're going to interview Jay and I on our existing projects right now, Jay of Software Sound, myself of Mango Lemon Group, and with our joint projects, as well as, you know, we work with, together with Listen, Give, and Savoy. Then we're going to have Dwayne Patton and Mikkel Morgan of Patton Leather, of who also Jay Logan is a part of as well, talking about their new music release, and we're so excited. And then we have, Jay and I have the esteemed pleasure of interviewing these two young ladies, one who is based in Malaysia, Lena Hansen, and this Vivian Fung, who goes to Montclair State. So without further ado, before we bring on the young ladies, we are going to bring on Mr. Jay Logan. Hey, Jay, how are you today?
1: I am doing great. I'm, I'm doing great, Gail. I'm just so excited, you know, about all the things we listen to give and Savoy on our show this year. I'm just pumped up. And um, I'm doing great. It's raining out here, Gail. So I know it's cold in New York, but uh, we're dealing with this new weather stuff. Um, and But other than that, you know, I think I saw Noah's Ark and a couple of animals float down by my house.
4: But other than those animals, two-by-twos, everything is great. Well, you know, you know, I think I saw a couple of skiers over here, Jay, you know. It was so cool. um it was you so did. cold here you know, that we had a couple of skiers, so Wow, wow. Yes, know, I know, it's below zero.
1: It's zero, zero, yeah. zero there. I know. Oh, oh my god, Jay. I care
4: for you. Oh please. Oh please, you know, one of you know, you know, Darren, one of our, our partners, uh, calls from Florida and says, Oh yes You know, we are actually um we're actually sitting on the beach and it's 85 degrees, you know. What? Like, really? Yeah, yes, I'm saying you're going to tell us that, right? You know, really. You know, Jay and I are here in cold temperatures and you're talking about 85 degrees. He can't find his children because they're above the waves, You know, we're going to have so, to we're going to have to go down there and talk to Dan, me and you. Yeah, I think I think we need to do that. But you know, Jay, we're really excited today cuz we're being interviewed today. You know what I mean? So this is really great, okay? So we're going to bring on our new friend, Miss Vivian Fung. Vivian, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm fine. How are you two doing today?
4: We're doing really, really well. So, Vivian, we're going to bring on your co-host, Mrs. Lena Hansen, who's in Malaysia. Hi, Lena. Hi, how how are are you? you? We're doing really fine. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're a little nervous, Vivian and Lena. You know, Jay and I are usually uh, the Mm -hmm. ones interviewing. So having us on the hot seat is going to be really interesting, okay? Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) We'll all have a good time. Okay. So you sure (laughs) you're not going to make it hard for us guys?
2: No, we won't. It'll
5: be great. (laughs)
4: Okay. So, Lena and uh, Vivian,
5: please meet Mr.
4: Jay Logan. Jay, would you meet Vivian and Lena? Hello. Hello. Hi, how nice are to meet you. Hi, Jay.
1: Nice to meet you guys. Wonderful. Nice to meet
4: you. <laughs> so we're we're handing over the reins of the radio show to you guys today, so we're ready.
5: All right. So I guess the first question would be um for listen, and how did it all begin?
4: Wow. Uh Jay <laughs> That's a loaded one, isn't it, Jay? <laughs> yes it is. I'll let you I'll let
1: you answer that one.
4: Okay, so um, 2010, Jay Logan and I met each other um, as really dealing with. Um, I guess actually, I think Jay, we met in France at a conference, right? And we, we yes, yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> we start. We were working with him and his group with Dan orth and him, and we were looking at how to put their music, um, you know, put their music out on the, into the international forum. And in doing in doing so, um, you know we were we started a radio show that was called Parents Kids Music, okay, and okay. that was really to look at the differences between kids and parents, and to see that they had a lot in common with music. And that show morphed into Listen Give, where we wanted to really honor people and give back, while uh, you know also having them share what they're up to in, 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 in their projects or endeavors, you know, any way that we could support them. And along the way, uh, my mother passed away, all right, and it didn't mean the same to me anymore. And I said to Jay, I, I've got to do more because I've worked so hard, you know, to do to provide for her, and, you know, I wanted to give her this trip to France, mm-hmm. but she couldn't ride on a regular plane, so I want to actually put her on a Learjet, and that's 20000 each way. And I wanted that to be one of the last things that she had because she loved travel and she loved the world, and she never asked anyone for anything. That project morphed into a project where we now are doing more than giving back. We're a media, we are social change, and we're a consultancy. And Jay and I, we support nonprofit organizations by supporting their message and putting it out there for others um, while letting them know that they can prosper as well. So it's really about giving back while prospering. So what does that mean? People are able to generate an income while also giving back at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that's the Listen, Give initiative. And then we have a board of advisors, Jay and I have, for Listen, Give and Savoy. And Listen, Give is also about them prospering and being part of uh, involved with us. We wanted to show that a group of people from around the world could come together who don't know each other and, and can launch their businesses together while giving back to society. So that's really what it is. That's amazing.
2: It sounds so great. <laughs> it is. It's, really, it's a really great story to tell for people to know about. So, so we know that the name of your initiative is called Listen, Give. Can you tell us the story of how you created the name or came about it?
4: Um, I can just say that Listen, Give came from, at all times, we're always listening and we're always giving. So two people are in a conversation and someone's speaking, they're giving. The person who's receiving is listening. So we thought that that's what we don't do anymore. And we wanted to have a way that people could connect all over the world. You know, Jay and I believe in humanity. And we believe that we want to see people of all cultures, all faiths, all generations come together. And so at any time if we want to really make a difference with each other, and we want our own dreams to come true, we have to listen and give. And that's where the name came from.
2: hmm all okay. right.
5: Um, what are both of your favorite aspects?
4: Um, being with being with people. I have a love for people, a real genuine love for okay. people that I think people have forgotten to love each other. I think people are so used to that, you know, if you see a caring people who wants to, get, a, a person who wants to give, personally and professionally, that people are like, well, you can give me and I'll take what you have, but In the meantime, if you happen to get something out of it, it's okay. We've forgotten with technology and everything how to really connect with each other. So with Listen, Give, I love the fact that I get to connect with others. And the second Mm -hmm. part is Mm -hmm. I get to work with people like Jay um, on the radio show every week, where Jay and I Mm -hmm. both have an opportunity. For me, this show wouldn't be the same if he wasn't there. You know, um, Mm -hmm. he's become a friend and like a brother. And if he wasn't there, it just wouldn't be the same because the whole part of the, part of this is listening and giving, and he and I mm-hmm. do that every week with all the work we do in this project, projects we do together, and outside of it. So that, that's the two aspects that I really love about what I do.
5: Okay, thanks. What about you, Jay?
1: Um, listen, give for me is a is, is a exactly what Gail said, but plus it's also a connection. To the world As uh, you heard Gail earlier say We met in France So Mm -hmm. Gail is traveling all over the world All the time I'm traveling all over the world All the time Connecting, connecting, connecting And we want to make the world One big village So everybody can get together and be one. We have one voice, and everybody can we can we can change the world. We can change the world until a positive thing. And not saying the world is not positive now, but we want to bring positivity yeah. through the whole planet on the whole planet. actually like she says, the humanity aspect of it, um, and being able to support other nonprofits and support other dreams. And and our biggest thing that me and Gil really support are children trying to bring the children mm-hmm. of the world because they are they are our future. That alone makes makes me makes me want to do the listen give, I would say. <laughs> so, um right. that's what it is for me. It's, it's about it's about the children in, the, in, in in the various parts of the world. Um it's mm-hmm. true the child soldiers that are soldiers that are, you know, kids are they're being made to be soldiers in different parts of Africa and different parts of the world. We want to bring enlightenment and we want to work with the United Nations to bring happiness to the world.
5: Yeah. Well, that's it's great. great. Because oh. I think something like listen, give is really important. Because, like you said, you just forget to sometimes just sharing stories with people and talking to people is really important.
1: Yes, yes, it's very important. Communication. A village has to communicate, and when you lose that communication, then everything runs free. There's no uh, <laughs> there's no camaraderie. So that's important to communicate, mm-hmm. and that's that's what listen, give. Live. If you have to listen. Before you can give anything. And before yeah. you can give anything, you have to listen. It goes hand in hand.
2: Very definitely. And, you know, listen, give is great with wanting to support everyone because at the end of the day, some of us, we all need a little support every once in a while, and it's a great humanitarian effort. But with that being said, um, what are some challenges that you both face with listen, give? Um, you know, I... I that one.
4: Can we come back to that question, Vivian? Later. <laughs> we'll let, we, <laughs> why you, yeah, we'll, we'll let you go into with, with Jay and the stuff that he does because um, that, that, that's, a, that's a big that's a that's a big one for Jay and I. So uh, we you caught us off guard All with right. that one. So we can come back to that.
2: All right, not a problem. So um, then our next question is that uh, we know that Listen, give sponsors some campaigns. And one of them is the Never Alone campaign. Which, can you tell us a little bit about that and the purpose?
4: Okay. Um, the purpose of Never Alone was really to have people realize that they can do things together. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's really important. Okay. Um, because if you don't if you don't do things together, you know what I mean. Um, you're not, you're not going to get anywhere, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we wanted people to know, to know that, you know, we get caught up at work and we try to do it all alone. Uh, we get caught up in, you know, I'm going to do this myself, but I'll hire people along the way, but you're still doing it yourself and directing and not giving people a chance to showcase their talents. We wanted people to come together and have their dreams come true. So that's all I can really say about the Never Alone right now campaign. But that's the harness of it. Is the, the focus of it is people coming together, making a difference together for themselves and their friends, family, and the world at
2: large. That's great, thank you. So uh, Jay, we have a question for you. Uh, we know that you have a very vast and expertise background in music. Uh, could you tell us like some experiences that you've loved with music, and and anything for challenges? that you face with it that gets you to where you are today?
1: Well, yeah, I can tell you that. That's a big question, but I'll answer some of it. Um, (laughs) Music is um, a a, a type of language. Uh, It's a language, you know, it's a universal language. And, um, and, you know, me and Gail, we've been in this music business for quite a while. Um, And it's all kind of aspects of it. It's the business of music, it's the notation of music, it's the when you're on stage, you're interacting, interacting with people from different countries and stuff, and you can work along. So it's the only language that's universal.
2: If you mm-hmm. know, if
1: you know that, you know you can. That's the only language. So that's that's what brings countries and whether you're playing percussions or you're in a symphony or you're playing jazz or you you're playing hip hop or you're doing pop music, it's all one language and. Those musicians get together and they connect. Music makes the world. I, mean, I don't know if you ever heard the phrase, music makes the world go around. So basically, mm-hmm. it's, it's a language that can take you all over the world. And so this is why I do it, because I'm able to use the music to bring humanity to the world, because we can use our music to communicate. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. People can feel your music. That's one. that that's one reason why I do it. And we do music. The other thing is the fact that my father is a famous. He's a famous jazz musician, and I kind of got caught up. I, I was trying. I was telling Gary, I said, "Yo, yeah, well, I really wanted to be a scientist or a doctor, but the music kind of grabbed me. And uh, ever since I was three years old, I just continued to do music ever since. And so I kind of got uh, stuck doing music, and that's 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 why I am now. So.
5: All right, thanks. So, like, it seems that, like, music was always your career path. I mean, like, your intended career path. Would you say that? Um,
0: uh, uh, no, I wanted, I wanted
1: to be an astronaut. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do <laughs> That's what I wanted to do I wanted to be an astronaut all my life I wanted to be an astronaut or a computer physicist And that's what I wanted to do And music just took me over okay, wow. it, was just, it was just it was just in my bloodline And um, it was mm-hmm. just wonderful I like to say this it was wonderful The music took me to France And I saw this beautiful lady sitting over Talking to the, all these people And all these people were talking to this lady And I was like wow that lady She must be important All these people are gathered around her And I was like I was telling one of my business partner, uh, Dan orth, Man, I need to talk to this lady. Some something is telling me to go speak to this lady and then I went over there and she was so nice and said, Well, you know, you just just give me a call when you get back to America, I'll get with you. She kinda of, she did brush me off but she was, you know, she was doing her thing, you know. So I said, Okay. So I looked for about A month or two I I looked all over America I said I gotta find this Gail Davis lady I gotta find her And I went over to this record company (laughs) in New York And they gave me her number And I tried to call And um, it was a godsend And I, I found her And then we just started talking And working together And she agreed to work with me And then we became friends And then we became best friends And then it just all took off And that's how, you know I so this is what the music did. That's one of the
2: mm-hmm.
1: stories I wanted to tell.
2: All right,
5: thanks, and Gail. So, what about you? What did you want to be when you were growing up? Like, was this your intended career path?
4: Okay, you guys are making us sound like we're really old. That's so unfair.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, age so, is nothing but a number. It's all about your experiences. <laughs>
4: Okay. That is, 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 all right. Jay, stop laughing in the background there, okay? Okay. Um, okay. It, it, it's so not fair. But, no, Um. you know, I always loved music. So when I was a kid, I wanted to sing, and I'd go into the closet, and my mother would say, um, you are exceptionally smart. You know how all mothers and fathers will tell you that you're great at everything you did? She said she would say, honey, please go into the closet when you sing, okay, or sing in the shower only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I would say, go in the closet. She said, yes, so that the closet can hear your beautiful voice. In other words, in a nice way, <laughs> don't, don't sing. Don't <laughs> sing. Okay. So, um, you know, I you know, as a little kid, you don't get that your mother's joking or your father's joking. I took when my mother and father and my, even my brother would say, it, oh, my God, my sister's singing. You know, I would take that as personal. So I always had this deep, innate thing that I wanted to sing, and I ended up, uh, working for companies like Warner Brothers, television. I was always so close to it, and my networking. I didn't understand why I was meeting all of these people from Katy Perry to Beyonce to you know um, Gladys Knight to Barry White uh, to Quincy Jones, um, Cl- Clive Davis, uh, you name it. Bruce Springsteen. You know, um, uh, what do you call it? Not the uh, Love and Sick um, you know, Neo, all these guys. And I'm like, why am I meeting all these people, you know? And I realized it was what was inside of me that was attracting them and not what I told myself about, you know, going to college for computer science,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know? Mm-hmm. I love technology, but I always loved music. So when we started our business some years ago, I decided that I wanted to put my love of travel, making a difference, and people, and international concerns or, relate, you know, international global issues together, and that's what we're doing. So I had that opportunity, and as Jay said, we met in France. I often go to conferences. He goes to conferences in other countries, and we had that opportunity. I've worked with a lot of major people in the music industry, and I've worked with artists just coming up. I just have, as I say, when I really love people, it's just a love of people. I like to see people succeed. succeed. I think what I learned early on is that I was so busy watching other people succeed that I forgot to succeed myself. And so what does that mean? Yes, I was successful, but when you watch other people who don't know as much as you do succeed, you start to say, "Mm, you know, let me take what I know and bring it to the marketplace but still valuing people first but making a living at it. So I enjoy what I do every day. And so, you know, and also watching – My biggest love is watching, as Jay shared earlier, there are kids around the world who don't have access to education. They don't even have books to read. And I find kids in our own country take that for granted. So we want to bring those kids together that see in other parts of the world that they have two miles to walk to school. And the kids here, you know, whether they're wealthy or not wealthy, sometimes they just take the education that's going to be there. We want to bring those kids together because actually those kids who have to walk two miles are very Very intelligent. They know how to use their brains in ways that sometimes is forgotten. So I believe in bringing those kids together, their teachers and their parents together worldwide, that we can make a difference with further education. I think the other important thing to me is bringing, bringing all generations together so that they don't forget one another and that they realize that they can learn from each other. So I get to do that with Jay every day. I get to do that in music, film, television, business, and technology. That's pretty much it. Hello?
5: Hello? Yes. Sorry,
4: I think you got cut off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jay, are you there, Jay?
1: Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, great. Sorry, folks, that must have been a technical glitch. So do you have any other questions for Jay and I?
2: Well, we want to come back to one final question that we asked before, which are, you know, some challenges you face with listen give, but it turned out to be, you know, a much more positive experience for you and helped you learn along the way.
4: You know, I think Jay and I could both jump in here on this one because, you know, it's just not listen and give, Vivian and and, – Lena, it's Listen, Give, Savoy. Mm-hmm. It's both of our organizations. And right. I think one of the challenges that Jay and I have had was time. We are, you know, we have very busy schedules. And, you know, sometimes we have looked you know, you know, like a lot of times we tell other people, be appreciative of what you have. You know, we looked at the radio mm-hmm. show as a way of, of giving back. And, you know, what we found is though it's a small percentage of what we do, it is it it, it it fuels everything we do. We've been able to be touched by the people mm-hmm. that have come on and learn from the people that come on, as well as other people have the opportunity to, you know, go out to 110 countries on our radio show. And we're not putting that out as a, a shout-out, but just to let people know that we go out to 110 countries. And so Jay and I began to a little bit take that for granted because we were so busy that we were looking at, you know, what are we really getting? But we r- realized we were getting a lot out of this, and we realized that, you know, we would have it work. And I, so I think for us, the biggest thing, and I, I focus on the show not as a problem, but as an indication of what has been, a, you know, a breakdown for us is time. Mm-hmm. Like how, you know, we have families, we have to run our businesses, we're running our organizations, and like one more thing, you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. been the issue. And when you when you run out of time, you find you don't get things done on time. So people see you as not following through. When we are following through or following through late, it's just that, for, you know, to whom a, re- a huge responsibility is given or that we chose to have. I think that's where it came in that a lot of things we are not able to sometimes. Take care of when we want to But now we've learned for 2016 to streamline Some things so that we're able to Fulfill on those things Jay do you want to jump in at all
1: I Yes I, I, I want to say one of the biggest challenges We also have is we have a lot of heart And when you have a lot of heart You want to help everybody But you can't help everybody so it's, that's, that's, that's the challenge. You know, oh, girl, I got all these people over here, kids are starving, and over here they're having these wars, and we want to help the United Nations. What can we do? But we only can do so much. So that's a big challenge because you want to be, like me and Gail, we have this thing called Superman and Supergirl. We want to save everybody and <laughs> help everybody, but, you know, we, we, we wish we can do it all, and that's the big challenge, just wishing that we can yeah. do it all.
4: Yeah, yeah, I would have to say the same thing, Jay. I would really have to. Um, I would really have to say that. I mean, you know, and and I think the other thing is even work-wise, even even if we're getting paid for something, you know, we want to try to do everything, and you realize you just can't because then when we're too busy working, we're taking time away from our family, and that has been a big thing that we've had to balance. It's like how do we balance family, work, and then forget family and work for a minute, Jay and I also need personal time to fulfill on our own creative pursuits that we're doing. You know, like I'm working on a musical project. Jay is working on his musical project. We have to find time mm-hmm. for our musical. You know, no matter what in life, you yes. have to find time for your own things. And that's another issue that we've been having because you've got family grabbing at you, you've got business grabbing at you. Now, some people may say that Jay and I chose to take on the the things that we do but there's things that we still want to personally do, and we took on those things because not just about ourselves, but to work together in team effort with others. So that's the other thing, finding time to work on our own stuff. You know, you can have as much money in the world as you want. You can hire as many people as you want, but at the end of the day, there's some things you have to do yourself. You know, so I would think that mm-hmm. that would be another aspect that Jay and I, have, you know, been finding like sometimes, you know, t- to measure that time out and meter that time or even time for well-being to take care of our health. You know, you can eat the right mm-hmm. way and, and be exercising, but if you're still working twenty-hour days, you're going to be tired. I mean, you know, jump in here, Jay. At any point, am I right? Yeah, it's, it's
1: right. It's just being able to, to to maintain, and and we have so many other obligations outside of this. You know, so that is really the uh, the most biggest challenge. Challenges is just. I mean, we have like almost 180 shows. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. So just do this every week. You can count the weeks, and it's just it's just it's a it's a strain. It's a strain,
4: but it is a strain. But what, we've, what you
1: we what we with distance. Jay and I
4: yeah we do it. And but the thing that Jay and I learned too is that we don't look at it as a strain anymore. You know what I mean? You know we've been picked up by um, over the airwaves of the UN. We've been picked up by uh, uh, other people who are now syndicating our show. So we know we're doing something right. And so now we continue to do it because we want to do it and, you know, because of what the difference that it really makes, you know. So I know, you know, I know, guys, you've got a lot of questions for us. We've had Mikkel and Dwayne waiting, okay, and then we have to finish interviewing you guys. That Jay and I get to do that with the both of you. So um, yeah, is, is, it, is it okay Is it okay <laughs> for us to bring Mikkel and Dwayne on? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so are you are you sure you're ready for them? Because, you know, you guys gave us a challenge here. So you, are you ready for Mikkel and, and Dwayne too? <laughs> yes, we yes. are. Okay. Mikel and Dwayne, welcome to the Listen, Gifts of Voice show. How are you guys doing? Doing Dwayne, well. Doing? Good. Hello. It,
3: yeah.
4: Hello. Hey, hey. And so it's really great to have you guys on the show. And, um, you know, we know that you're releasing a new album and all of that stuff. So, you know, we're not going to be interviewing you today, Dwayne and Mikel. We actually have two ladies, one who's in college here from Montclair State and who hails from Vietnam, and another, and her name is Vivian Fung. So Vivian Fung meets Dwayne Patton and Mikel Morgan. And then we have Lena Hansen, who's actually calling in from Malaysia to interview you both. Um, So, Lena Hansen, Um. would you meet Dwayne? And Mattel as well. So, guys, go right ahead. Jay and I are going to st- kind of, you know, relax here to hello. the side.
3: <laughs> hello. All hey,
0: right. how
3: are you doing? Hello.
2: <laughs>
3: doing? great.
2: Doing great.
3: My pleasure meeting you, ladies. Doing well. That's great, That's great to
2: amazing. meet you, too, as well.
4: So, we're ready to get right into the questioning, Vivian and Lena, and, and Jay and I are just going to sit to the side for a change and relax with right <laughs> you. Okay. That's okay with you guys while you guys... <laughs>
5: Yeah. go right on
3: <laughs> <it in laughs> All right.
5: All right. So you guys recently released a new song and a music video for You Make Me Feel. Um, what was the inspiration for the song?
0: Dwayne, you wanna or Oh let me. do you
3: go you go ahead, Mikael You can go ahead on that one.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. well basically, um Jay produced the the project and he thought that would be a good fit I never even thought of that song I I mean I've I've heard of Sylvester and Mm -hmm. I've listened to him and I really enjoy it however I never thought to record the song myself so it was a really nice change and surprise that it turned out the way it did I really did like the way it came out Yes, and,
3: and me me as well, too. I, I think um that was a very good um production and idea that Jay suggested to put yeah. that song particular song on the album and I really like I really love Mikhail's performance and on it as well.
0: Oh, thanks, bro.
3: And thanks Jay <laughs> yeah. for
0: picking the song. <laughs>
2: oh
3: yeah. Yeah, great job, Jay. <laughs>
2: Very sure. So I, I know that you have a music video for You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. And it's, you know, it, for me, it's a mixing of, you know, different groups of people together. Like, you know, you guys are in the video and so of the younger generation, these kids who are teenagers. So what was your yeah. co- process in creating the video itself?
3: Well, a, a lot of that had had to do with uh, as far as the process. Go ahead, Mikael.
5: No, 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 go ahead.
3: (laughs) As far as as the process, um, it's just um, I like um, Jay's concept as far as bringing everybody together, mixing the um, younger generation with the music that's going on today and um, for them to feel a part of what we're doing as far as um, what us feeling a part of what they're doing as well. And I, I just like the togetherness of it all.
0: And the mix of it is great. I like it, too. Yeah. Mixing it
3: up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hello. Well,
4: that's.
2: Hello. Can you hear
3: it?
2: Er. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I <laughs> I love that you you want to bring everyone together because it's like Gail and uh, and Jay mentioned before that you know we can all have relationships with each other. It's just that we forget that we can. Bye. Yes. So it's great that you
3: that's get out with yeah.
2: us on. Mhm. Yes, and we
0: are so happy to be here. Thank you for having us on.
3: Yeah. it's
0: amazing to touch. I know. Um, I was I was listening in, and I kind of heard, um, Gail talking about um, being a part of the UN, and that's the whole thing is bringing people together. It's so important because we right. lose touch of that with texting and. The websites and all of this We forget that we are actually people <laughs> Right. And yeah. we need to connect and communicate So I really appreciate this opportunity
3: Yes, me me as well Yes, great opportunity
0: Thank you for having us Well
4: now ladies, do you have any more questions For Mattel and Blaine?
2: Uh, aside from the new song And what we asked, well we don't <laughs> Okay, so
4: um, <laughs> we're going to just kind of jump in here. So we want to thank you, ladies. We know this is your first time. So Dwayne and Mikhail, we you know, we're all working to, to learn here, okay? Well, um, I can right. tell you guys are doing great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: But, well, it, the girls have done a really good job, so we just want to say hey to the girls. But, girls, do you have any questions that you want to just ask Mikkel and Dwayne about, you know, maybe being musicians? Anything that's coming up for both of you guys that you want to ask them?
5: And I guess
3: the question I have for both of you is, um, like, who or what inspired you? Jay uh, inspired me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. As as far as me, a a lot of a lot of music inspired me coming up. A lot of the Motown era. um, A Mm -hmm. lot, a lot of there's so many different towns and people. At one point, I just tried to. Pick up one or two people, but there's so many. There's so it's many. It's so I, hard I can to go pinpoint play. just
0: mm-hmm. one or two people when there's yeah. so much great talent out there. Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yes. It, it, it's really, because I used to try to pick this person, this person, but it's, it's a lot. It's just all music. I, I love music so much. It's just a lot of yes. inspiration out there. A lot of inspiration of people influenced me personally, yes.
0: I mean, because personally, I listen to all different types of music. So I can't mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I could go from Barbara Streisand to Shaka Khan mm-hmm. to yeah. I mean, you know, Steel Pulse, the reggae band. I mean, you know, I I mean I yeah. I, I listen to everything. So <laughs> nine inch nails. Yeah. I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, um really it's hard to pinpoint just one or two people because there is so yeah. much talent out there and I do appreciate all music. It,
3: yeah, I guess I should name a few, like Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, uh, yes. Prince, Prince, and those, <laughs> those type of guys and were a big influence on me as yes, well.
0: Natalie yes, Natalie Cole. Name a few. I mean, we can go oh, yeah. on and on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Vivian,
4: do you have a last question for them as well, anything that's coming to you?
2: Sure. Uh, I just wanted to ask, you know, the both of you. Um, was music a career that you always wanted to do, or did you kind of find yourself falling in love with it along the way? Uh, uh, do you want me to? Me,
0: start?
3: Yeah, go ahead. Okay, try. go
0: ahead, Dwayne. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Well, well for me, um, it's something that I knew I wanted to do as a as a kid, as a as around nine or ten years old. It's something I knew that I wanted to do for the rest of my life because I, I, I always sang along with music and always danced. And and whenever music would come on, I would light up. My family was a big influence because they always surrounded me with music. So my, my entire family from my dad, my sister, my brother, they always had music around the house. And, and at that point, I you know, I watched television shows. And I saw I saw myself just doing music, doing I say, hey, that's me right there. That's what I want to do, you know. So that was my biggest personally.
0: Well, and for me, um, I guess I would say yes. <laughs> I've been singing and entertaining my family and friends since I was maybe three, since I could <laughs> since I could walk and talk. I've been entertaining. However, um, I really had my first experience performing I guess about seven years old and I knew then that that's what I was going to do and my first major recording at 12 years old so I and I and I never stopped so and thanks to Jay you know um, grooming me and preparing me for this lifestyle um, we're at this point with the CD and the videos and I am so very grateful for that because <laughs> I was playing. I used to when I was a, a kid. I used to play um, banker and teacher. I was going to be a teacher. I was going to be. I didn't know what the heck I was going to be. <laughs> so I would what, make up my own little checks and, you know, and 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 play with the calculator as a cash register. And when I realized that I touched people with my voice. All of that went out the window. <laughs> so that's kind yeah. of what happened for me. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, and I, I forgot to mention a major thing. Yeah, when I was around twelve years old, I was signed with CBS Records, and I got a chance to mm-hmm. do um, uh, convention with uh, a CBS convention with Barbara Streisand and uh, Earth Wind mm-hmm. and Fire, and it was like a, and that kind of led me on through music throughout the end. I was fortunate to be signed. With that company at the time, by a group called Together Band, the CBS Records. So that that influenced me very much. So to keep to keep going, keep the music going.
4: Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we really, really thank you and Mikel for being on the show today. And um, you know, Mackell um, and Dwayne, if you would tell folks. Um, the name of your song that's out now and where they can buy it,
0: please.
3: Sure. it's The song is... Go ahead,
0: Michelle, yes, You Make Michelle's Me Feel Mighty Real.
2: Yes. <laughs> a Leather. cover...
0: Yes. Patent Leather. That's P-A-T-T-O-N-L-E-A-T-H-A. <laughs> well, we, we said thank you for coming
3: records... Yeah, the Lounge Renown Records, produced by Jay Logan, and it's we it's uh, available on iTunes. Now, um,
4: Dwayne, isn't it, and Mikkel, isn't it also available on LoungeRenownRecordsItself.com? Oh,
3: Oh, yes. I believe so.
4: Yes. I see. you you guys forgot already? Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So we really.
4: (laughs) Really, thank you for taking the time to be with us, Mikel. We know you have a busy schedule, and you're promoting your new song and your album. So, you know, Mikel and Dwayne, thank you for being on the show today. And we hope you'll come back uh, sometime in the next few months to share with us, you know, what's going on with your music. Will you do that? Absolutely.
0: I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity. Okay, and we appreciate that. Thank yes,
4: you. and we appreciate the opportunity to be able to have the girls come on and interview you as well. So thank you so much. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, thank, you so much. thank you, ladies. Thanks,
3: ladies. <laughs> thank thank, thank you. you. so much. Thank you so much. And
4: thanks, world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, Vivian and um, Lena, it's your turn. Jay and I are going to interview you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, I didn't even you know. So uh, to our audience... Jay wasn't even aware until today he was interviewing. Okay? Um, I'm hearing someone has some noise, there's some noise in the background with someone, so we just have to limit that so that we can move forward. Thank you, whoever that may be. Um, So, you know, um, Jay, we're going to get on here and just, you know, interview these girls about, you know, being in Malaysia and coming to school here and, you know, just their experiences as students and, Getting ready for the world and the job market and all of that and what they're learning, you know, and being what. Listen, give us a boy, okay? Is it you ready to go on that one, Jay?
1: Yeah, I'm ready to swing. Really swing
2: the bat. Okay. And I, and I just okay. threw the
4: ball. I pitched the ball, so we just hit a home run. Okay? Okay. 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 So you know Vivian and Lena. You know Lena. Um, I know mm-hmm. that you came here from Malaysia, okay, yeah. to study in school and you, mm-hmm. you I, I believe you're at the new school studying anthropology, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and kind of looking at, you know, is anthropology what I want to stay in, and, you know, looking at all, you know, it's great to have opportunities available to you, but what mm-hmm. are you finding, you know, coming to a country where your parents aren't? Tell us what that experience was like for you.
5: Um, It was initially pretty rough for me. I remember the first two weeks of school I was, I really wanted to go back home. Um, it's weird to me saying that now because now I really enjoy being in New York and I'm really happy that I'm there. But initially it was a little shocking because it was me leaving home for the first time and leaving home going so far away was a, quite a big deal. But um, I just got used to it and I knew that's where I wanted to be. So in the end I was all right, but it took a little bit of adjusting.
4: Well, what does that adjustment look like, I and mean, what did it feel like? What was your experience like? What was it like?
5: Um. Well, for me, one of the biggest things is being away from family because, like I said, I'd never been away from them before for like such a long period of time. Um, and I guess I just had to get used to being on my own and not having the comfort of home. That was probably one of the biggest things. Okay. Um, you know, and and that comes
4: to my next question: being away from home, okay, mm-hmm. and from Malaysia to here. What have you yeah. learned? I mean, have you have do you feel that you've become your own young woman coming over
5: here with no family,
4: like taking the courage to do that?
5: Yeah, I feel like it's made me a lot more independent. Um, it kind of I had. I had to be independent in a sense because, yeah, I was pretty much, yeah, I was just, like, suddenly all alone. <laughs> um, but I think it wasn't, after getting over the initial shock of, like, being away from home, being in a new place, being in a different, like, in a university now, like, all of that, it it was all right. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would have been. But, um Yeah, I feel it's made me a lot more independent, and I feel like after having this experience, I um, don't need to be afraid of other changes in life. Got it. Well, Jay, I know you had some questions
4: for Vivian, who's um, from Vietnam and going to and and settled with her. uh, Just to give our audience some uh, feedback on Vivian, Um, there's some noise in the background, folks. If we could just um, mute our phones, there's a lot of uh, noise in the background. Um, So Vivian hailed from Vietnam. She settled here with her family, and she's been here for quite a while, and she's going to school in uh, Montclair State. So Jay, I know you, uh, which is in New Jersey. Jay, I know you had some questions for Vivian.
1: Yes, Vivian, I sure do. So um, coming from Vietnam in that first flight, what was the first thing you were thinking, like I'm on this flight, um leaving home, or you're afraid? have you flew before? Um what were you thinking on that flight and what what, what was the challenge just getting over that I'm leaving home, I'm getting on this flight, I'm going to somewhere I've never been before?
2: Uh well actually, uh my my parents and my sisters, they're originally from Vietnam and they migrated over here, you know, during the war. Um, in around 1990, I was actually born in America. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you might have okay.
4: that's that's on me. We're making the mistakes today. Sorry about that, Vivian. So you might have no, another question okay. for her, Okay, <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> sorry, go okay. okay. okay so actually, you you are already here. Therefore, um, be, being from Vietnam, what were the challenges when you when you got it? Did you think that you were gonna uh, what did you want to be? Did you want to go to school to do what you're doing now? or Did you want to work at a restaurant, you know, Vietnamese cuisine? Uh, What did you want to do growing up?
2: Honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do growing up. I just know that my parents, they always said, you know, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer so you can make a good income. Ah. And, you know, when I was younger, I was thinking, you know, maybe I should do that because it's not a terrible thing to have a good income and salary for yourself in the future. And then as high school rolled around, I kind of realized that that's not something I want to do. Well, at the same time, I want my parents to be happy and do something for them. I also also realized that I need to do something that as a career path would be better for me in the future too. But it really wasn't until around my second semester of my freshman year in college that I realized that what I wanted to do was organization communication. It was just I kind of fell into it without even realizing it.
1: Wow, did you did you have you even went back to Vietnam just to check things out there? Have you been there? As I know, have actually, a could you tell us a little bit about your experience?
2: Sure. So the first time I went back, I was about two or three, and it was my eldest sister's wedding. All I remember from that is there were a whole bunch of people who knew me that I didn't know. And Israel, the atmosphere was very different. Everyone was very friendly and everyone treated each other like family regardless of whether they actually knew each other or not. And it was just a difference in culture and the food compared to here. Um, I went back another time with the, my parents and my other sisters and we actually had the opportunity to um, scale up a mountain. And at the top of the mountain was a temple. It was a Buddhist temple. And it was just it was an amazing experience. Because even though we're Buddhists, we were never able to have that experience of going to an actual temple and being able to speak to the monks there and see how they live and how they interact with each other. It was a very calming experience, even for like when I was seven or eight years old, from what I remember. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! wow. It, was, it was amazing. You know, and wow. Vietnam has become a huge tourist spot because you know there's a lot of uh, nature there. There's a lot of rivers, oceans. A lot of all these like older architecture that people are now appreciating more than they have before, or is they're, they've been made more aware of it. So you know, if you ever have the chance, I would recommend going to Vietnam and seeing what you can get from the culture and the nature there.
0: Wow!
1: Hello. So yeah. So uh, so Hello? I want to know a little bit about about you Because, you know, you're calling long distance You know, it's almost kind of like uh, We definitely have to let you speak Um, So when you were coming over here Were you born in America Or did you come directly from Malaysia? How did that that happen?
5: Um, I came directly from Malaysia And and I only um, came to the U.S. for college So I've only been there for a year and a half now So I'm still pretty new to the country (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh. well you know it you, it,
4: it, 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 it's pretty uh, interesting about um both vivian and um and and um Lena because what I love about you know having the opportunity most often when you have two great, Lena Lena and um Vivian work with us as interns you know and what what does what I want to say this publicly is that most often people have interns coming in, and they don't, the interns don't have the opportunity. Jay, they're, you know they're used to do the grunt work, so to speak. And so what we here, at listen, give and Savoy have given over to Lena and and um, Vivian is the opportunity to really explore themselves personally with personal growth and also with their professional growth. Okay. And we've allowed them to do that in a myriad of ways, which we're not going to go into here on the radio. But one of the things I would love to ask, and I and I hope I didn't in, in, um, touch you off, Jay, was that I wanted to ask Lena and Vivian. But Lena, I'm going to start with you since you're calling all the way from Melee, Is that okay? What What is it about um, Malaysia that you know? One of the things I heard you say is when you first got here, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you realize that there's more things that you can do now yourself, okay? But one of the things I wanted to ask you is being here, right, dealing with Mm -hmm. people every day, you know, and the culture being different. What was it like for you when you first stepped on the ground? You know, you're going through meeting new people of different cultures and things like that. Were you shy? Were you able to open up? Did you find it easy to talk to people? What was life like here talking to new people?
5: Um. Well, I was initially really shy because I guess I didn't... I mean, I'd visited before, but I didn't know what to expect now that I was living there and that's where I was going to be staying for, like, at least the four years in college. So I think my first instinct was to just be shy and close off and be sort of scared of everyone around me. Um, But people in New York are really friendly and everyone that I've met through school has been really friendly and meeting you and having this internship it's been a great experience. So so far everything's been really good for me. Um but again it took me initially just coming over was I didn't know what to expect, I guess. Even though I have visited, you know, people always say like living in the country is it's it's different when you visit and when you live in the place.
4: Okay. And what would you say those differences are for you?
5: Um I guess just the little things, like getting used to having not having family around, getting used to the different type of food. The different weather for me was one of the biggest changes because I'd never been through a whole winter before. And that win- the first winter I had was really cold with a lot of snow. So it's those things that you don't necessarily experience when you're only in a place for a couple days. And then the last question I have for you, Lena, um,
4: before um uh, Vivian goes and Jay asked his last questions were um okay. what what is it like um culturally wise? What is the difference in culture between here and in the States over Malaysia? What is the difference on a daily basis that you see through your eyes?
5: Mm-hmm. Um I think one of the things that I find pretty interesting is how westernized, at least in the capital city where I live in Kuala Lumpur is. Um, There's a lot of, like, exposure to Western media and that kind of thing. So for me, I kind of, there wasn't as much of a culture shock as I would have expected. But there are some little differences. Like, um, Malaysia is a Muslim country, so um, that is probably one of the bigger cultural differences with the fact that a lot of the things here are, um, like, catered towards, how do I put this? Like, a lot of, like, Islam, because it's a biggest religion and the majority of people are Muslim, like, a lot of things are um, catered towards the religious side of things, if that makes sense. Well, in the in the yeah. U.S., I find that there isn't such a focus on religion as U.S. Okay.
4: Got
5: it. But, yeah.
4: All right. Well, thank you. And Vivian, same question for you in a different way. You know, you cu- when you when you leave the confines of, not confines, when you leave, you know, your friends and you're hanging out and all that with school and all that, and you go back home, right? Your mom mm-hmm. and dad are from Vietnam, and, you know, culturally, I'm sure you get to eat the food because I love Vietnamese food. You get to eat the food <laughs> and good. things like that. It, it, like that. How is it when you step in your home and you step outside, do you feel that there, you, you get to experience both the both of those worlds culturally and what the difference is?
2: I'll be honest. When I do go back to Vietnam, the last time I did go back, it was a culture shock for me because I've okay. gotten so used to how American culture is. And even though I have Indian culture in my home, it's a completely different feel when you go there. So there um, we don't really use that many cars. We use a lot of motorcycles and bikes. Well, that's all you <laughs> see on the streets. There's not many cars at all. We we barely use highways. And when you just meet people, like, here, when you meet people, some people will say hello, others won't. But in Vietnam, you could talk to a complete stranger, and within 10 minutes, you could be their best friend.
5: Mm. Okay.
2: And okay. this is like, the food is made very different. Like, instead of, the, it's, like, kind of outdoorsy type of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And for some instances, you can see the food made in front of you. Like hmm. They'll have a girl right in front of you or they'll make, you know, different noodle soups right in front of you. So you really get that feeling of this feels like home, even though I'm now at a restaurant somewhere.
4: Wow. Okay. So, Drake, do you have any more questions, Selena and, um, and, and Vivian?
1: Yes, I have one last question. And my question is to both of you guys. If you could change the world and make this place make a difference what would you change in our world wow Wow. that is a good
2: question (laughs) that's a big question
5: Um. Lina do you want to take
2: this one first
5: (laughs) yeah sure I guess I'd say um, I would it would be great if people could communicate more as like we talked about earlier, because I feel like a lot of the problems and issues in the world often come from just a misunderstanding or like a lack of understanding between people. So I feel like if everyone could just communicate with each other and communicate better and more effectively, I feel like the world would be a better place and a lot more peaceful. (laughs)
1: So, yeah that's what I would change like more
2: communicate more more and better communication okay and if I could oh, sorry. if I could change something about the world, I think it would just be empathy because we're all from different places all over the world, and in some instances, it might be hard for us to really grasp and understand one person's situation because we never dealt with it. Or we don't think it's something that would really affect us, but the moment that we can understand what that person is going through, and how it could really affect their lives, that it helps us to really come together and support one another. Okay. Well,
4: th- this is wow. my, this is this is my last question to you guys. You know, you know, you guys and us, you have been working on a lot of um, global a lot of things globally. Okay, and. You both have brought your personal, what what I love is your personal, your own personal uh, way to what we're doing on a global basis. Um, If you could pick a topic that you know would change the world and specifically make a difference with it, we'd like to know what topic that would be like, whether it's hunger or, um, you know, ending hunger or if it was education making sure healthcare is available. I mean, I just wanted to give you guys those examples. You don't have to choose from that, but those examples. Um, it could be travel. It could be, you know, women. It could be men. It could be anything. What What specific thing would you choose, and what would be your solution to that issue that's now, that's happening right now, that global issue? So who's going to start on that one?
2: Everyone just want to start. Yeah, it's okay. okay. I don't mind starting. Um, I would choose education, but not education in the terms that we might think of it where we're teaching um, young kids in schools, but education about a lot of things in life, and it kind of overarches for many global goals, too, such as, you know, if someone is trying to find a job but they don't know where, if they're educated properly or they provide the education on how to reach different agencies or how to be able to obtain different job offers – then that would help create their quality of life even better than what it is now. And by doing that, it's just really public publicizing and advertising to various areas where they can find certain resources. Because the problem is that, you know, not many people know about resources that they may have just because it's not available to them or they don't exactly know how to reach that. Okay. Thank you so much, Riven. And what about you, Lena?
5: I would say education as well but for like a different reason like going back to like what I said earlier about like communication and understanding between people I think education could help a lot with the world because and like Vivian said not just education in terms of school but continuing to learn and to teach others throughout life because I feel like a lot of the problems and bigger issues in the world come from just like I said simple like lack of understanding and lack of communication between people and not standing where someone else is coming from or not understanding, not properly understanding like a conflict somewhere else and therefore not acting like in an appropriate way maybe. So I think education could like solve that problem Just an education throughout life, not just education from like in childhood.
4: Hmm, very, very interesting. Um, what we want to know from both of you, um, and we don't, you don't need to go into personal things, but we want you to tell on yourselves a little bit in a sense of mm-hmm. so that other students can hear your journey as well as other adults. Because mm-hmm. um, we could go on and on, Jay, as you know with this. I'd like to know what you guys have learned from working with Listen, Give, and Savoy as interns. What have you learned from us, and what have you learned for yourself?
5: Um I guess I could start. Just um, this, from this experience, I've learned not to be afraid and that not to be intimidated by things. Because initially, when I started this internship, I was pretty, like I said, scared, um, a bit unsure of my own like abilities. But being just knowing that I can do it, and it's okay to if I make a mistake, and that the important thing is that I tried my best and that I just went for it. I think that was the biggest thing for me, just being confident in myself and knowing that I can do it. And did you feel that at this internship you were provided the space for that? Yeah, definitely, because, um, like, you and Vivian were definitely, like, support systems there for me. Like, if I needed help, I could go to you guys. But you also made, made sure that I knew that I could, that if, like, I had a task to do, that it was my thing to do and that I shouldn't as well depend too much on someone else for it and that I could do it myself and that I should and that I can. So that was a
2: big thing for me. Got
4: it. And and what about you, Vivian? What have you learned?
2: I mean, coming into the internship, you know, I already knew that I like things a certain way, but as the experience went on, like, I learned that I have to be able to adapt because just because I want something done a particular way doesn't mean that it's the most efficient or the most useful. And I have to be able to take in other people's ideas as well and be able to use them to get to that end goal that we need. And just as Lena said, um, it's about making mistakes. Like I always try to be a perfectionist, try to be perfect, but you don't really learn that much when you think that you have to be perfect all the time. Making mistakes is about learning what works and what doesn't work and being able to accept these mistakes makes you really human hmm.
4: well, you know what we want to say that we've learned from you is places where we needed to improve you know in our you know in our um protocols and mm-hmm. things that we needed to put in place to have this move further you know, and that's what j I and our all of our group has learned you know places where we didn't fill in the holes because no matter how successful of an organization, whether you're IBM or whether you're Microsoft or whether you're Google, that's why they hire people so that they can learn. So that's what we have the opportunity to learn. And this is where I think that what we all have to learn, you know, for our audiences is that we need to make a place that a safe space for whether you're young, old, or in between to be able to learn from each other. And I think that's what Jay and I have here and Vivian and, Um, lena has here is an opportunity that we are coming from all different cultures on this call right now literally and four different places in the world and we actually have an opportunity through intergenerational which is what my personal commitment is in life is that everyone can connect on any level and learn from each other so (laughs) with that said jay do you have any last words before we go
1: I, don't know, I just um I wanted to talk about eventually these beautiful young people could come back on our show and talk more about. You know, you make me kind of hungry because I wanted to know some of the food in Malaysia and some of the food <laughs> in Vietnam. And I just want to talk about that the next time they come. So that's, I don't have any more questions, but when they do come back, I definitely want to talk about some of the different. Uh, styles of cooking and and culture and you know some of the fairs and things they do in their in their in their countries and stuff is different. And from and, and,
4: and I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: hungry,
4: me too, and I'm hungry to learn more about the music, you know, the you know um,
2: the, yes. the fruits
4: and the ve- and the fruits and the vegetables that they get they grow there, you know, and you know more about that outdoor cooking that Vivian was talking about, you know, like how you can get food yes. that's cooked right in front of you and you know things like this. I want to learn more. So, you think you guys could come back and do some more interviewing with us in the future?
5: Yeah, of course.
2: I, I would love thanks to. Thanks for
4: having
5: us. So,
4: with that said, we're going to leave out with Patent Leather's treasure because it truly has been a treasure today. And if you want to catch "You Make Me Feel Mighty Real" by Patent Leather, please go to patentleather.com, or you can go directly to Lounge Renowned Records, which is L O U N G E R E. W, okay, large L uh, O U N G E R E N O W N dot com. Again, that's L O U N G E R E N O W N dot com, and purchase either the entire album or your new song, "You Make Me Feel Mighty Real," or treasure that you're about to hear. Lena Hampton from Malaysia, Vivian Fung, Montclair State University, by way of. New Jersey and Vietnam, and Jay, well, you're always in San Francisco. I love you, but, you know, they hear us every week. And and myself <laughs> in New Jersey, we thank you for being on the show with us today, and we thank you ladies for interviewing with us. It's been a real wild fact of the day. Bye, everyone, and see you next week.